0: Shane Beamer and the South Carolina Gamecocks have landed some heavy hitters in the past couple of recruiting cycles, so who are the guys that they should target for the 2025 class? You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Angeline, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on SI.com. Thank you all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team here today. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now as new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Happy Wednesday afternoon, everybody. I hope that you all have had a good day so far. And as you can tell, yes, this is the second Wednesday edition of the Locked on Gamecocks podcast. But I felt really bad about the fact that we did not get a show out for Tuesday. So I wanted to make sure to make it up to all of you by getting a second one out today. And this is going to follow the theme of the first portion of the earlier show that we did today. Because earlier today we talked about how South Carolina had a few specific transfer portal targets that they needed to land before all is said and done with this transfer portal cycle. So now we're going to carry over that same theme to the 2025 high school recruiting class, and we're going to talk about which targets South Carolina should heavily pursue here. So let's start off with five-star defensive lineman Elijah Griffin. He is a guy that, in my opinion, deserves the number one slot here when it comes to this list. And there's a bevy of different reasons for this. Above everything else, South Carolina, they've got to land defensive linemen out of the high school ranks in the 2025 class. The Gamecocks obviously swung and missed in the 2024 cycle on several guys. The only prospect that they landed was junior college defensive tackle Jerome Simmons. And then the previous cycle, you know, they landed Xavier McLeod, but he's no longer with the football program. So through a combination of some swing and misses and some bad luck, South Carolina, they've been left in a very undesirable situation here when it comes to the eligibility breakdown along the defensive tackle position. There will be no first or second year players at that spot in 2024, at least as things currently stand today. Elijah Griffin would go to help you in that aspect. Quite frankly, with how talented he is, he's almost like getting two defensive tackles in one, because this guy has got a game-wrecking type of explosiveness to him. South Carolina already has landed one guy of that caliber at the edge rusher position in Dylan Stewart for the 2024 class. Elijah Griffin, very much the same kind of player. His athleticism is off the charts. If South Carolina were to land Griffin and sign him in the 2025 cycle and be able to pair him up with a Dylan Stewart, that would change things greatly for this South Carolina defensive line. Because when you have two guys, not just one, but two that can just wreck an entire game along your defensive line, it affects the opposition's game plan in the sense that when you have one guy, like let's say maybe you have a Jadavion Clowney, but he's by himself, well... Opposing offensive lines, they can strategize around that. They can shift their blocking scheme to where you can pretty much nullify a guy like Clowney, at least in today's age of college football, with how offenses operate. But when you have two game-wrecking type defensive linemen, you can't afford to do that because if you try to double-team one guy, well, you're just going to leave the other guy in a one-on-one situation. So, landing a guy like Elijah Griffin would be huge in terms of how it would change the complexion of South Carolina's defensive line from a numbers standpoint and a talent standpoint. And the last thing that I want to mention about Elijah Griffin is if you land him, this would open the door for a potential pipeline to be built in into Savannah, Georgia. South Carolina landed two products from the city of Savannah in the 2024 cycle. One of them was Savannah Christian Preps' David Busey, who's going to play safety for the Gamecocks this next fall. And he was a teammate of Elijah Griffin's at Savannah Christian Prep. So the Gamecocks already have a foot in the door by having a former high school teammate, David Busey, in their program. And they've got a guy in Michael Smith who comes from Calvary Day School, also located in Savannah, Georgia. If the Gamecocks were to turn around and continue that success recruiting the city by landing arguably the best prospect the city has produced in a very long time in Elijah Griffin, it would send shockwaves through the area and throughout the rest of the Peach State as a whole. Because, no surprise here, Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs, they are hot in pursuit of Elijah Griffin as well. So, if you land Elijah Griffin, you add another game record to your defensive line. Obviously, it helps to soften the blow of some of the misses that you have had over the past couple cycles at the defensive tackle position. And also, you would be taking him from the state of Georgia. That would be a pretty big deal in the high school recruiting world if you beat out the Bulldogs for a kid that technically, when it comes to the state borders, are in their backyard, even though the city of Savannah is actually closer to Columbia, South Carolina than it is to Athens, Georgia when it comes to driving distance. So... For all those reasons, Elijah Griffin by far has to be the number one target for Shane Beamer and this staff in the 2025 recruiting cycle. Now... Of course, Elijah Griffin, as great as it would be to land him, you've also got to get some other guys that will supplement that potential commitment. And so we're going to talk about four other targets that South Carolina should heavily pursue in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up with just one week to go, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets when or lose. Got a ton of NFL action taking place this coming Sunday, and one of these games has playoff implications on the line, as the Buffalo Bills will go on the road to take on a divisional foe in the Miami Dolphins. If the Dolphins win, they'll secure the AFC's number two seed and have home field advantage throughout the divisional round. If the Dolphins lose to the Bills, they'll drop to the AFC's six-seed line, and they'll have to travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. So again, massive implications here in this ballgame. The spread is minus three in favor of Buffalo. The money line for the Bills is minus 164. Money line for the Dolphins, plus 138, despite being the home team. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to this second Wednesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast your first watch on YouTube or your first listen wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. All right. So, Elijah Griffin, in my opinion, should be the number one target for the Gamecocks in the 2025 cycle, but who is number two? Well, we're going to stick with the same position group, and I'm going to list defensive lineman Amari Adams here in this slot. Amari Adams plays at South Lawrence High School and is originally from Lake City, South Carolina, so we're talking about a Palmetto State native here. So that's one reason why South Carolina should want to get him because, well, he's in your backyard. And here's the other thing. He's currently committed to Clemson. Now, he committed to Clemson, I want to say, back in late November or early December. And this came as a pretty big surprise to a lot of Gamecocks because Amari Adams, for the longest time, he looked like a South Carolina lock. And he's taken nine visits to Columbia to this point compared to three up to Clemson, according to his on-three-sports recruiting profile, which might not be completely accurate. But needless to say, I don't think this recruitment is over by any means, not by a long shot. South Carolina, the final time that they actually tried to visit him was, I believe, for one of his games before he made his commitment to Clemson. They had, I believe, at least half the coaching staff there. Clemson had, like, two coaches there. So South Carolina, in my opinion... At the very least, they sent a message with that visit, making it clear that they still want this kid real badly, and they are not going to let him go to Clemson without a fight. So, it's going to be an in-state battle here, it looks like, for this prospect. So that's one reason why you would want to land Amari Adams. Number two, as I alluded to with Elijah Griffin earlier, defensive line's a critical position for this upcoming recruiting class. You gotta land guys there. It's loaded with upperclassmen. You get Elijah Griffin and Amari Adams, you've probably got the best offensive tackle class in the entire country, bar none. The last reason why you would want to get Amari Adams. Amari Adams, based on the film I watched from his junior season at South Lawrence High School, he has experience playing in a three-man front. And that could be critical, because if South Carolina sticks with the 3-3-5 defensive scheme as their base defense... For the 2024 season, then Amari Adams will be able to slide right on in, and the transition, at least in terms of his technique where he has to line up, it would not be as steep of a learning curve for him. And by the way, I didn't mention this earlier, but Elijah Griffin, he also has experience playing in a three-man front at Savannah Christian Prep so both of these guys would be scheme fits potentially for your defense again should the Gamecocks stick with the 335 heading into 2024. so a little bit of an up in the air factor there but something to consider for that recruitment moving forward now for number three I've got four-star quarterback Ryan Montgomery out of Finlay High School in Finlay Ohio now a couple of reasons I slot Ryan Montgomery here one, You need a quarterback in every single high school class that you sign. You should always be trying to bring in one guy every single cycle. And Ryan Montgomery, for a good while now, he has seemingly been Dow Logans guy. The other two targets that South Carolina has had, I believe, take visits to Columbia, which would be Deuce Knight, a highly rated four-star kid that's currently committed to Notre Dame, and three-star quarterback Will Wilson from right down the road at Richland Northeast High School – He's committed to NC State. So both of those guys, they've already made their college decision, at least for right now. Obviously, a lot can change between now and early national signing period in the 2025 cycle. But the point here is this. Let's just say that for the sake of this argument, they stick with their commitments. If you don't get Ryan Montgomery... You're in a bit of a pickle here at the quarterback position. That likely means that if you're South Carolina, um, you're either going to be taking a reach on somebody that's not as high on your board, or you're going to have to go and find another kid out of the transfer portal. So, Ryan Montgomery is your number one target. He seems to have a really good rapport with his staff. You need to go and get him. You need to make sure that you land your top quarterback target in this class. Here's the other thing. Ryan Montgomery... There's a reason why South Carolina likes him a good amount. He has an impressive combination of passing skills, size, and athleticism. In terms of his passing skills, this kid can throw the ball down the field with touch and accuracy. I've said it a thousand times probably on this show. I'll say it again. Quarterback coaches love quarterbacks that already have great accuracy when it comes to their throws. That's not something that you can easily sort of manipulate as a coach, no matter how hard you try to work on a kid's mechanics. So they've already got that before they even arrive on campus. Then that's a plus. He's six foot three, 210 pounds, according to his on three sports recruiting profile. So Ryan Montgomery's got the prototypical size for a starting quarterback in the SEC. And to go along with that, The kid's a good athlete. He's a multi-sport athlete. He is a guy that can scramble out of the pocket, but he can also run downfield for yardage if he needs to. He's not necessarily a quarterback with a run-first mindset, but he is more than willing to move out of the pocket and go downfield, and it's not going to feel sort of unnatural to him if he has to do something like that. So... Because of his skill and because of the priority that he is for this staff, you've got to make sure that you land Ryan Montgomery in this 2025 recruiting cycle. We'll talk about our final two targets that the Gamecocks should heavily pursue in just a couple moments after these messages. Welcome back to this edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, the number four target that South Carolina needs to land in this 2025 class, in my opinion, is four-star wide receiver Thomas Blackshear out of Calvary Day School in Savannah, Georgia. Now, unlike the other three guys that I've talked about to this point, Elijah Griffin, Amari Adams, and Ryan Montgomery, Thomas Blackshear, he's not been talked about quite as much. The reason for this is because, well, Thomas Blackshear, again, according to his On3Sports recruiting profile, he has not visited South Carolina at all to this point in this recruiting process. So, obviously, if you can't get a kid to make it to campus out of high school, then your chances of getting him are probably pretty low. The other thing is, as of right now, the experts seem to think that the Georgia Bulldogs are the favorites here. But... I don't think that should slow down for the Gamecocks in terms of their efforts trying to land Thomas Blackshear. Talked about defensive line earlier and how that's a position where the Gamecocks, they've had several misses there the past couple cycles, whether it be kids that didn't stick with the program or guys that they just weren't able to land in a certain recruiting cycle. Same deal goes for the wide receiver position. We've discussed this several times on this show. The Gamecocks have just flat not been good enough recruiting high school talent at the wide receiver spot. This past cycle was the first time in the Shane Beamer era that they landed a four-star or five-star wide receiver. And that, of course, was Mazio Bennett from Greenville, South Carolina. And no, I'm not going to count Nicholas Harbour because he was an edge rusher primarily coming out of high school that was converted to wide receiver when he got to Columbia. So, you've got to turn the tide at this spot. And... At this point, if that just means you get one four-star at the position, fine. At least get somebody that has some national notoriety. Thomas Blackshear would fit that billing. And the other thing is this. While I haven't watched as much of Thomas Blackshear's film as I have some of these other guys that I've already talked about, when I did watch some of his highlights from his sophomore season, uh, he has a great combination of size, speed, and body dexterity. His frame is filled out quite nicely. He's got really good speed that can beat secondaries. And he's a guy that's not brought down easily via contact. So he's a guy that can make things happen out of the screen game. He can make tough catches in the intermediate part of the field. He can beat guys down the field. And he can also be a weapon for you on special teams. So Thomas Blackshear, he checks off a ton of boxes here as a wide receiver and a guy that could just overall be an offensive weapon for you. So if I'm the Gamecocks... I'm definitely making Thomas Blackshear one of my top priorities in this 2025 recruiting cycle. And the last guy I want to talk about to finish off this show is four-star defensive back Jante Gilbert out of Douglas High School in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, Gilbert is a guy that has been mentioned here a couple different times now. He is somebody that at one point during the summertime... It looked like he would possibly commit to South Carolina, but obviously being a 2025 kid, can't blame him for this. He has held off making a decision. Since the start of the 2023 football season, it appears that the Clemson Tigers have become a bigger factor in this recruitment. They offered him, I believe, right before the season began, and Gilbert has also visited the Tigers on a couple different occasions just in the past couple of months. As a matter of fact, each of his last two documented visits have been to Clemson. So, the Tigers have made a bigger push as of late, but the Gamecocks obviously are not out of this. They've received more visits from Gilbert than I believe any other school that right now seems to be a serious contender in this recruitment. He's going to be back on campus later this month for a visit. So, obviously, it could be another in-state battle here for a kid that's actually, ironically enough, from Atlanta, Georgia. If you're South Carolina, you don't want to let the Clemson Tigers get this kid. So that's one reason why you should want to get him. Secondly, Gilbert is a guy that when you look at his film, he plays a lot of cornerback. But he is a lot more advanced for his age and for this stage of his football career. He's already a kid that's learned how to play in press coverage. He is great at using his hands and being able to knock away a pass from the Behind the wide receiver, his technique, it's just levels above what you usually see from juniors and seniors at the high school level at the cornerback position. He's a good athlete. He's got good speed. He gets out of his breaks and cuts really, really quickly, absolutely off the charts in that aspect. So this kid, he's not just like some safety that's being converted to cornerback, and I know that his recruiting profile might indicate that, but from what I saw, this kid can absolutely play cornerback at a high level at the next level in the college ranks, so for South Carolina, right now, that cornerback position, it looks pretty doggone young and green, there's a youth movement that's taking place, I would say, at that spot, the only seasoned vet they've got there right now is O'Donnell Fortune, and this next season will be his last, I believe, at South Carolina, so... You've got to get somebody at that spot for the 2025 cycle. Jante Gilbert has got to be your man at that spot. So, with that being said, that's going to do for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. What are y'all's thoughts on the five prospects that I listed from the 2025 class? Do you think that these are the five guys that South Carolina needs to go after, or? Is there a guy that I did not mention that you think I should have mentioned? No matter what your thoughts are, let me know down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube, or you can shoot me a direct message on X at line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank y'all once again for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Cox podcast. <laughs>